Hi, this is John Nelson. This is Jimmy Maurer. Hi, I'm Andre Zanoda, and you're listening to the Dallas Soccer Show. Welcome to the Dallas Soccer Show, presented by the Striker Texas. I'm Dustin Nation, and in this episode, we're get, we've got a little bit of news, a new signing, some people back in practice. Uh, we're going to have an NTSC recap and preview the upcoming game on Saturday against Minnesota United FC. Joining us this week is Jonathan Ross. Greetings, Jonathan. Hey, Dustin. Uh, good to be back, man. I'm Where did I talk happy- some soccer? Yes, there's not much. I mean, we almost didn't have much to talk about, but big, FC Dallas came through big with that signing news today, for sure, <laughs> for sure. Uh, and our resident nuclear intern Nico Mendez is with us as, as well. Howdy, howdy, Nico. Hi, hi, hi. <laughs> it's been a week. I've like I'm in I'm in science mode, so you know, it's pretty straight to the point. There you go. Nothing but the facts here. Greetings and facts. Uh, Jonathan, once you, uh, once you start us off with that brand new FCL signing news. Yeah. So this is one that's been rumored for, for quite a while. So I, I think that, that it was more of a matter of when the signing went through versus, uh, if it was. So, uh, today, uh, on a free transfer, we got Funkundo Kineon. Watch your mouth. That, no, so that's, that is actually, explicit button. That was actually the first thing that I was going to – it's it's interesting, and I don't know if this is – I haven't heard uh, him talk yet, but I, I've seen uh, FC Dallas social media refer to him as, as Faku quite a few times, which is a very uh, – got to be <laughs> really curious. careful when you're saying – when you're saying, uh, and here's Faku, you know, but uh, – Excuse you? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so he's a, a, a 28-year-old uh, Argentina – Midfielder, uh, number six. Uh, I don't think that we know a ton about him other than uh, he's been playing consistently for I think the last uh, eight years in the in the in the Premier League. Uh, he is a River Plate uh, came from the River Plate uh, uh, Academy as a youth, and I think he had some early uh, call ups from the, uh, for the national team. The this is this is kind of something we've we've expected. It's been rumored for for a while, and I think it's an area where FC Dallas definitely has a need. Uh, and we'll you know we'll, we'll we'll see how he does. I think that uh, he's a left footed player. Uh, I think a lot of the the early uh, you know scouting reports on him are kind of very similar to Santos, where uh, he's a, a defensive first midfielder, but he likes the ball at his feet and plays well. Um, so you know I expect that. With the congestion coming up, as soon as he gets his uh, his visa, we'll probably see him pretty quickly because uh, he's you know, he's been playing recently, so he should be fit and ready to go uh, once he can uh, you know work his way into the team. Yeah, he should be ready to go. Uh, like I said, he's been in practice, and uh, and uh, John Arnold over at the Striker got an exclusive interview, uh, and he talked to Lucci about about what Faku is going to bring. Uh, and so I'll just read a, a little bit of that quote there. Uh, what is he going to bring? He's going to bring ball recovery in terms of reading the game. He shifts really well. He's shifty. 
He blocks, he can intercept, he can be physical, or he can be very sneaky in how he disrupts defensively. So that's Lucci's thoughts. There's much more to that interview, so go check out our friend John Arnold on the striker. Um, yeah, so so I think it'll be a, a good addition. I, well, it'll be interesting to see you know what he what the team looks like with him in there and and who makes way. Like we talked about a little bit last last episode, and maybe maybe you just put Pax and Pomicall out of a job in that center defensive mid. Well, I, I think uh, it's, that's, that's it, a joke. Yeah, uh, yes, I, I think it's, it's Tasman who's going to see more time, but we know that's a very uh, congested schedule. Uh, coming up so it's going to be Tasman who's I'm assuming will be uh, getting last minutes with uh, with this new signing from I know that there's probably a lot of people that are upset that we're that FC Dallas is bringing in kind of another veteran player that's you know not another big name to come shore that up and taking away some of the youth time um, for me it's going to be interesting to see what FC Dallas does with Edwin Right, because I think right now Edwin's kind of hasn't played good enough to make it on the field or get, get some meaningful minutes for FC Dallas for the first team. Uh, I'm sure that Nico will probably bring up. I know he he played for uh, NTSC over the break. Um, I didn't play for NTSC. He did not. I did not. Oh, you did not. I thought you said Edwin did not. Uh, no, no, Nico did not play. Um, but uh, it'll be interesting to see because in some ways. Um, having more depth at that six might actually allow for, uh, who knows, maybe there's an opportunity for Edwin to go get a loan or something like that. Um, because I think right now he's he's kind of stuck with FC Dallas. Um, and, you know, there's probably opportunities out there that could be had for maybe a, a USL Champions League team or something like that. So it will be interesting to see what Lucci does with this added depth once uh, uh, once he becomes available. And speaking of added depth, there's a couple of other uh, players that have come come back uh, so, uh, Jesus is finally back in full practice. Uh, we saw that reported actually from the, from the club, uh, about a week, about a week ago. Um, we knew that he's been slowly progressing and he's probably still kind of a, a, a couple of weeks out from getting meaningful minutes for the, for the first team. But, uh, I think it's, it's, it's promising to see him continue to progress. I think we all know the importance that he could have for this club. Um, just, just seeing some of the, the, the lack of uh, finishing skills that we t- talked about agnosium on this podcast. Uh, so it's good, good to see him. And then we also d- did see both uh, Justin Che and Cervania return uh, to the club. Cervania, uh, I think we'll probably see some ro- rotations. It'll be interesting to see. I don't know if either of you guys have thoughts on how long we think that uh, Che is actually going to stick uh, with FC Dallas. Well, I think Byron's here in town right now discussing things with with uh, SC Dallas about tr- the, the Shea transfer. So it could be not long at all that he's with that he's here in Dallas. Yeah, that that would be my expectation as well because he's not you know, he's he's a a young player. He's got a lot of upside, but he's not going to be playing for um, yeah the the first team. You know, it's not like he's going to step in here and, and you know, take Hedges' spot or Brisson's spot or even play in a three-man back line, I don't think, at this point. So uh, it's – yeah, it, at this point, it would <laughs> probably gets be, injured again. Yeah. yeah. Well, hopefully, hopefully not. Um, <laughs> I like your optimism. Yes, but uh, I mean, it, it, otherwise he'd be having to go down to North Texas SC, which he has done, and I think he's played well. But um, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, you know he goes away – uh, on a loan or go, or uh, you know, the FC Dallas 
does make a sale to Bayern and he goes and plays for one of their uh, their youth teams. So it, it's, it, it will be something to, to keep an eye on. But yeah, I think that the, the fact he's in town, guys don't expect to see him uh, suited up for FC Dallas anytime soon. Yeah, I, I don't think we see him on the field for FC Dallas. And with that, it is time for our Nico NTSC Minute over here with uh, with Nico. Nico covered the North Texas match for th- third degree, right? Yes. And so he's going to uh, give us a quick recap, tell us what we all miss whenever we were uh, busy with our Euro hangovers and and sleeping instead of instead of watching NTSC. Yeah, no, uh, definitely the most anticipated match of the of the day because um, you got both uh, the only two USL League One champions going at against each other. Um, North Texas SC winning the 2019 championship against Greenville Triumph SC in 2019. Um, so it, it, those are two teams that uh, teams across the league always keep their eye on. Um, and Greenville just always being a very competitive and consistent team. Um, and kind of one of the hallmarks of Greenville is their defensive ability. I mean, coming into this game, they had only given up two goals, which was uh, easily the best of the league. I, I want to say that before uh, the last game, the next closest team only uh, gave up six goals. So Greenville is a patient, uh, defensively strong team uh, with some good experienced players as well. And um, North Texas SC Cesar Murillo, the only uh, USL League One two-time champion, uh, also made an appearance, but um, no, North Texas he uh, got off to a really good start with Gibran kind of getting an early goal off of a loose ball in the box, and then Khalil El Medicar <laughs> with an amazing uh, outside of the box shot right into the upper ninety, um, and then Nkosi uh, Tafari getting the th- uh, third goal. So um, all three FC Dallas starters actually played a part in the goal with Edwin Cerio getting uh, both assists. So it was a very thorough, complete match from North Texas SC, um, from a side that's kind of struggled playing a little bit as a unit. Uh, there's a lot of individual talent on that team, but there's been a little struggle trying to make it all come together. Uh, there's definitely been some successes and some really uh, pretty stuff in the final third, but kind of something that's plagued the team a little bit is playing defensively as a unit and then also closing out these uh, this match. But, I mean, what a way for the team to respond after having a little break um, and then going up against arguably the best team in the league and really putting out a dominant and um, convincing performance. And two of those folks got nominated for Team of the Week. They did get Team of the Week, uh, Tafari and El Medgar. Definitely. Woo. I mean, it, the... Two two impactful players. Khalil having have already played some time uh, this year with North Texas and being an impactful winger. Um, you, you can with each game he's progressed. So from an FC Dallas perspective, that's a huge plus. He's uh, adapting to just playing tactically within a within a team. Um, but then also you see that progression, which is what you want from your FC Dallas players. And then it's good for uh, Inkosi and Edwin to also get game time as well. So you think Cleo's going to continue to play with with North Texas primarily for the season? Uh, Khalil, that's an interesting question. I would think so. Um, I would probably imagine he'd be one of the FC Dallas players that 
does the consistent kind of up, down, up, down, right? I mean, we saw Khalil get some, get his professional minutes with FC Dallas, but uh, the development opportunity, at least in looking at 2021, um, or Texas City probably is going to serve him really well. And again, you want to see him make those progression. Uh, He's looking more and more confident having the ball uh, and then also combining interiorly uh, with whoever you're main attacking midfielder is so um for for yeah. khalil it's 2021 is looking like a good year for him with, with kind of the congestion at the top with um you know a striker you've got jesus and pepe and and hara and then on the wings you've got paxton coming back fit and uh vargas and shun now in, in the picture you can, i mean i think maybe for khalil he, he might be one of those players that that plays or is, is in the FC Dallas lineup for North Texas away matches, but he plays all of the North Texas home matches is what I, I would expect, but I'm just a guy. Yeah, no, I can definitely see that. Something that is kind of missed is in the very first season, um, I think 24 or 48 hours before the club would put out which FC Dallas players, either from the first team or the academy, were going to po- in possible selection for the upcoming game. So, I would imagine as hopefully things uh, progress in terms of the pandemic situation that you might start to see again that up and down movement from FC Dallas and North Texas as well. And speaking of up and down movement, we one place we want FC Dallas to go is up the table and not down the table. Uh, and they'll have their chance to to move up the table as they host Minnesota on Saturday night at uh at Toyota Stadium for Fan Appreciation Night because there's going to be some some fireworks. So um, you definitely want to head out to the the stadium if you're in town, fellas. What do we expect um, as far as changes in the lineup? What do we expect from FC Dallas on Saturday night? Well, first of all, aren't isn't it uh, being uh, named the battle for the bottom? Isn't that? Uh... I don't know if I've seen FC Dallas tweet that out or not, but no, it's, I think it that's is the official hashtag. That's, that's the yeah, hashtag right. battle, for, battle for the bottom. Uh, Minnesota comes to FC Dallas. No, uh, I, there's got to be some changes. So I think uh, you know Lucci's had some time to prepare, but uh, and, and think about this match. I think we've we've talked quite a bit about the lack of finishing that's happened uh, over the last few matches. I would be very surprised if we see the same front three play. So my, I mean, my number one shout out is I, I kind of hope that we could see Paxton get his first start at uh, probably left wing, uh, you know, for the season. So that's that's definitely one thing that I'm looking forward to, and 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 in some ways I'm expecting. What about you, Dustin? I'm on board for that. that that's actually the change that I was expecting to see as well. Get you know, 60 minutes uh, from the front, from the from the jump for for Paxton, and get him some some legs underneath him. Yeah, but is it- I mean, but I was gonna, just going to quickly say, like, I mean, fan appreciation night and last podcast we talked about where do we put Paxton? I mean, what better, what better way to appreciate the fans and kind of listen to their calls about putting Hara on the bench possibly and then maybe put Paxton as a striker. And since Che's here, why not put him in the starting lineup? And, you know, Thomas Rob, people are asking where Thomas Roberts is and include Thomas Roberts. I mean. Yeah, no, there's no. I, I, if you really want to appreciate the fans, I guess let <laughs> we FC let Twitter Dallas decide <laughs> the lineup. <laughs> that, that's right, my Luchy, take. It's Twitter night. That's my take. 
I like that. But it, it's it's hard to beat that one. So I don't know if I'd expect all that per se, but no. But it would make a it would make a real fun lineup prediction on on the social media. So, I mean, yeah. then then the coaching staff and the club can be like, well, we told you. <laughs> Are you going to trust us now or what? <laughs> All right. Well, that, that happens on Saturday, but also happening this weekend is Father's Day. And for Father's Day, I headed out to Toyota Stadium to interview Alan Reed uh, alongside my friends over at the Facebook page Southern Lawn Syndicate, a bunch of lawn enthusiasts who um, are slowly turning me into a grass nerd. Uh, and we talked to Alan about how he cares for the stadium grass and some of the really intricate stuff about what they do for the stadium. Uh, fun fact, they just resodded 18 days ago. And so they're prep- prepping the field, uh, the brand new sod to go for this, this Minnesota match. Um, but yeah, we went everywhere real deep into what he does for the stadium. And then we talked about how we can apply that to our own lawns as dads looking after our yards. Um, so it, it's, it goes real deep, but there's also some practical practical applications for us. You can look for that on your YouTube some point this week as I get a chance to edit that down. And you can go to YouTube.com and then search for Dallas Soccer Show, or you can swipe up on your podcast app and look in the show notes, and I'll put a link in there. Just watch for that on our social media. We'll tell you when that comes out, and uh, it should be a real good time. And with that, I think we're going to end it there for this this abbreviated soccer week. And you can find us online at DallasSoccerShow.com or even over at TheStrikerTexas.com. You can find us on Twitter as at DallasSoccerShow. Jonathan, Nico, thanks so much for joining me, and thanks so much for listening.